Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome Hello. to Spooky Scouts. How are y'all doing? We were just talking about how our pigeons and chickens get very dramatic when we try and bathe them. Yeah, every every pre-stream chat is like, my pigeon might be sick as you're sick. What do you give them? What is happening? Every time, like, well, should we take him to the vet? Uh, should we give him some? Oh, do we have? No, they're antibiotics. It's fine. It's it is a constant. It is a constant give and take with these animals. It really is. Yeah, I mean, and- I love them, but. I gave Freya a bath the other day because she's a fluffy chicken and her little bum bum gets dirty. And I have chicken shampoo. She has her own brush. She has chicken shampoo. She gets a little hairdo. And I have to blow dry her because it's too cold outside. But she acts like she's dying. (laughs) Like she acts like the entire everything, the whole world is ending. And then she starts to like shake and it just is so sad. And I'm like literally like cleaning her foot, putting salve on her nose. Like it's like a spa day and she's acting like it's, it's the like, end of the world. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I could explain to you that this, that what you think is happening is not what's happening. Yeah. And also that you're living like the the high life actually. Yes, I know. So that's all right. And then I, she, but the next day she acts like, I'm just like every time after that I put her to bed and I'm like, don't know if she's going to make it. Like, she's acting so sick. And then next morning, she's like, good morning, hop, hop, hop. I'm like, oh I am my alive. God. And she's like, fine. Like, nothing happened. I think it's she like, does it to be dramatic. The the new bird bugbear is very, very dramatic. But he yeah. slash she, I can't tell. Who knows? Jack thinks that he's a girl. Mm. Because he does the who a lot. Like, when you leave the room. No, Feathers does that all the time. See, see, we're just used to... We had Big Meanie. So she's yeah. the last one we had that had normal behaviors. And now we have Nuggy. <laughs> Nuggy's not normal. He's not normal. Yeah. And then Snake is blind. So I'm yeah. just like, I think that maybe that the boys do that too. He's often. nodding a lot. I think that's a boy thing. He's so. nodding like... He will nod. Yeah. Not stop at you. Yeah. Oh, let's, we have, so we have some current events. We're talking about existential dread today, which I have this idea that it all, that cryptids, UFOs, and existential dread all tie into one thing. Yes. I think Which I think all, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also have some current events of some UFO videos that we're going to show you. If you're on the podcast, we'll link the links in the show notes. They're scared. Kayla's already making a face because they're so scary. Well, yeah, because like literally at my my job, people will just be like, check this out and send me a link. And it's just this horrifying UFO news article where they're just like, men saw a cube in sky. And I'm like, it's eight in the morning. (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? And then I I wait a few hours and send them to Holly. (laughs) It's true. Thank you. Because it would be like 3 a.m. my time. Eight says oh, no awful. five five. Uh, that's too early. Anyway, all right. Let's watch. Let's watch these two videos, and then um, we'll talk about that before we go into the other stuff. <laughs> Your face. I just I <laughs> hate them so much. I know. I know. The, the cube one, like, ooh, it's too. I much. know. The one is really long. Um, we're gonna watch the full the full cube one. The other one, we're just going to. 
We're just gonna watch part of it. And then cry. Okay, wait, hold on, all right. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Tuesday, 6 p.m. A Cleveland Heights man is sitting on his porch and sees an unusual object hovering in the sky. He grabs his iPhone and begins recording. First I don't know about that guy's hat, though. Yeah, I know this guy's just exactly like, what it is, it is a cube. But there's definitely, you know, in intelligence as far as to what its origin is. 44-year-old love, Matthew Jandeka the says the unusual like, movements yeah, and properties the of the object convinced him that it was not from this world. <laughs> a no, thank cube you. that was rotating. It's literally a cube. And the cube... It's not a drone. It's like it doesn't even have like rotating the cube to the a rotating sphere. It made no noise whatsoever. It it appeared as though it was internal propulsion Ugh. versus external propulsion. It's not something that I would say is terrestrial. But the Local owner of Zone Aviation here at the Lorraine County Airport says he believes the flying object shown in the video you know, can actually be it's identified. Real it's My honest opinion is that it's not a UFO. Opinion. It's a drone. That's where the Bob Sneezek has been a pilot for 23 years and says the object that Matthew Jandeka spotted is likely a, a drone, drone with a hood and propeller covers that yeah, make I'm it appear to be a cube. I don't see any oh erratic movements that Jesse said it. Looks like, like a line cook hat flying through the sky. As for the <laughs> perception of the object change shape, you can see where it gets blurry Wee. a little bit, and that would appear to change Wee. shape, but that's just the focus Woo. on, I would say, on the phone. The movement on it looks pretty normal. It's just, uh, it's hovering. Well. Of greater concern yeah. to Bob Sneezik, the possibility that the operator of the craft may have created a dangerous situation in the sky. Hmm, weird. So That's because UFOs appears over airspace. You know, That's where they're most often feet, seen. Mm-hmm. I would want to know Wahoo. who's playing around. You can draw your own conclusion about the video, and it may come down to your views on the origins Ugh. of unidentified flying objects. It was and it's like, okay, the video... I changed my mind so, on the hat, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Do you have any technology? Do you like the hat? It's, 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 it's unique. I believe there's a lot Is of... Is it like a specific hat um, for a I, thing? I never... Uh, I don't know. It seems like it's a specific hat. 100%, you know, for extraterrestrial, but that's not uh-huh. in my belief system. All right, there we point. go. Jack okay, Shea, so... News and but it slows down. It slowed down at the end. It was like a... Like a <laughs> <slow>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, me uh. editing a video. Like, okay, well, let's talk about... Let's talk about this one first. We're okay. back. We're back. So, it's not a drone. There's no way it's a drone. It's horrible. I hate it. It's in Ohio. Nothing else is in Ohio. No offense to anyone who lives in Ohio. So, it's probably real. Here's the thing. Yeah, I I mean, I can understand how it how it's it could look like a mylar balloon. That's totally like it I see that. I see that. I wouldn't but I I wouldn't be able to tell unless I was there because mylar balloons are ex- like really really specific in their movements and they just are like woo and just floating away, you know? <laughs> like you can tell like like you can tell if you've looked at videos of mylar balloons or I've even looked at videos of drones. I've like like that to me, I think I would honestly say that that would be more likely a mylar balloon than a drone. Yeah, it's not more than anything. There's no way it's a drone. It didn't. I don't know. I it moves. It moves too straight. And it did. It wasn't shaped. It was like literally like a, an object. Yeah. That didn't have anything. Yeah. I mean the shape. The shape, you can see it's kind of moving and rotating, and that's the only thing that I would say, okay, maybe it's like a Mylar balloon. The only thing that, that says to me that it's not a Mylar balloon is that it's moving too straight. Mm-hmm. But the other thing which, so I can't, someone mentioned in chat, is like, where did it go? Like, that's one of the things, if you see something, 
Like it's really important to try and and keep your camera on it until it disappears or that it like moves really quickly because I think it's um that Lou, Lou Elizondo has those couple of I um points that are like to identify UAPs. So it's like like one of them is is acceleration and I'm not seeing any of that. Yeah. And so that's something like that I have to kind of take away and be like, okay, well, it's kind of iffy because I didn't see any acceleration or any like rapid movement, but it was also very close to the ground and big. Mm -hmm. So they, maybe they were doing something else. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't a very informative video, but no, like the guy didn't ask him, spent more time going, can you walk from one side to the other instead of like getting some actual information? We need some casual B-roll. Please just pretend <laughs> yeah. you're walking across the parking lot. And he's like, okay, <laughs> can you look up? <laughs> uh, uh, chat said that it's that that where they are and where that guy was in Ohio, it's actually off one of the Great Lakes. So we have another indicator, which is a large body of water. Yeah, Ohio is, like, one of the scariest places, because <laughs> uh, it's Ohio, and I don't know what else is there. That's fair. Cheap so. houses. Like, you can get a mansion there for nothing. Probably because it's haunted. Probably. All right, well, that was the first video. The second video, again, this is, I don't know where it was, but you can, like, hear this guy, like, talking for most of the video, so I'm just gonna show you some of it, because it's, like, five minutes of him, of him talking about it. And oh, like, yeah. I didn't listen to it with sound. I was just, like, looking at it like, what? Yeah, there's, like, five minutes of him talking about it. This was recent as well. I hate this one more. I, this really? One is way, I hate the other one more. No, this one's way more spooky. Because, it's, like, like you can see that there's, like, it looks like a jellyfish. And I'm like, hard pass. Thank you. <laughs> so he's, like, talking about it. And he sounds, like, really excited. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, Monterey. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> He's, like, so excited. It's kind of precious. <laughs> yeah, see how it's, like, it, like, looks like a pixel or something. I hate yeah. it. It's just, like, pulsing, and it's, it doesn't seem, I guess the pulsing is very regular, but I thought it changed a bit. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I hate that so much, and I hate how bright it is. I hate that it's moving like that. I hate that. It's definitely, like, the light is pulsing. It's not zooming in and out. It's pulsing. It's not the autofocus. I think in the article, they specifically say it's a pulsing yeah. light. Yeah. And he says it, too. He says it's a pulsing light. And I think here, here, this one actually does have it disappearing. So it got bigger, too. God, I hate that. Ugh! Look how big it gets. That's what she said. That's weird. I didn't go that far in the video. It looks like it, like separates and pulls back together. No, because watch. So here's where it's pulsing bigger. Like, it pulses... Oh, not there. Wait, here it is. So it pulses, like... Oh, it's so close. Oh! <laughs> Too close. It, like, pulses... It pulses bigger once, like that, and then yeah. disappears! Yeah, the big one, that mm -hmm. looks weird. It reminds me of, like, when they show, like, a supernova mm -hmm. sci-fi, and then it, like, sucks back into itself. I don't like that, yeah. Yeah, and I guess, like... And you can hear him say, we lost him in the clouds. And look, he's got... He's got radar. Yeah. So it's like, this is legit. Oh, he's in a jet or a plane. Mm -hmm. He's in a plane. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. That's why it was so close. It was from a plane. Yeah, I would have cried. <laughs> I would have cried. Yeah. So this guy's in a plane, has radar, has all that stuff. 
that makes it a little worse, I know. Yeah. So, like, that one, the disappearing is pretty... Again, it still doesn't show the, like, erratic movement, which mm-hmm. is one of the, like, indicators. But, like, he's in a plane. So he's already going fast. He's already... So, like, you might not even notice if it's, like... I don't know. I hate it. So is one of the indicators, like, see... Like, it's not... If it has an erratic movement, it can't be something that's just, like... That's that's built by us. It makes it easier to identify when they see them, like, teleport and stuff. Oh, or, like, go, that, or, like, like go it, really okay. fast. When it moves in a way that, like, can't possibly be man-made. Yeah, like the Tic Tac. Like, how the Tic Tac, like... Like, you can... They, like, would zip places, like, too fast for people to see. Ugh. Yeah. And that one, like, if they're in a plane, the radar shows nothing. They're looking straight out at this thing, and they watch it disappear. Like, oh yeah, Jesse and chat said a gravity wall propulsion system could potentially bend the light like that as it changed its acceleration. That's true. Because light would bend because of that. I hate it. Yeah. Don't really like this. No. Not really a fan. Not really a fan. <laughs> Not enjoying it. Not I don't great. Know. Yeah. I don't know. But those are interesting videos. Like, I love that there's that... I love that people are getting them on their phones. Because one of the, like... I've heard, like, like a lot of skeptical things being like, well, no one's getting, like, UFO videos on their phones. I'm like, yes, they are. They are. They're just still shitty. Because have they're, you ever zoomed in on your phone that far? <laughs> yeah. It looks it's like It's in shit. the sky. Try zooming out on a bird. Like, I've even been, like, bird watching and been like, ooh. Yep, and, and then you're like, just like, oh, great, like, it looks terrible. Yeah, I'm like, I promise it was a bald eagle. I promise. Yeah, I feel like that that is, I don't know. I feel like both of those feel UFO-like to me. UAP. They They aren't... I don't think either of them is a drone or anything like that, especially the second one. The second one's definitely weirder. The first one possible could be a drone. It's moving pretty like straight. I don't see any lights or anything, but I don't think so. I think it was and because also I've seen videos of UFOs that look exactly like that. Those little squares and those spheres. In fact, one of the pilots, one of the pilots who was doing interviews from the Nimitz saw one that I think it was the Nimitz. I think it pro- it was. I might be wrong, but one of the U- one of the military people saw a UFO and talked about it and said that it was a rotating square inside of a sphere. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it's all, yeah, and it's like, I guess what gets me is like that looks like a rotating cube. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you for could sure. see the sides hitting the light. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just something. I don't know. It's like. <laughs> I just don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, so that brings yeah. me existential dread. Yeah, sure. For sure. So they, so they always send me these links at work and they're always like, good morning, Kayla. Here's some fucking aliens. And I'm like, <laughs> and I usually respond with no, no because yeah. that's my response. Yeah. And they're like, wait, do you not want to look at the aliens? And I'm like, uh, excuse me. First of all, again, it's eight in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and second of all, no, because they're going to come harvest us for resources. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then they're just, they they look at me weird for some reason. I'm like, it's not a great, I don't know. Like, I enjoy aliens, but I also find it's 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 a dreadful thing. It's a dreadful thing mm-hmm. to think. It's, it's oh, an yeah. amazing thing to think that, or to know that we're not alone. Oh, yeah. It's also horrifying. Oh, yeah. Because, you well, know. because we're ants to them. 
Like, <gasps> they're people and we're ants, and that's our relationship. Um, and that is true, Eater Parker, that the only issue... The only issue with drones is that you can hear them. And that guy said there was no noise. Mm-hmm. So our, our buddy who was saying it was a drone, like, dude, there was no noise. You would hear it. You'd hear that annoying, like, like, I've heard it a million times. I just love it. Every time I think of him, I think of him walking awkwardly across the parking <laughs> yeah. lot. Like, can we get some B-roll of you just, like, walking? <laughs> sure. And he's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's something, there's something dreadful ab- about aliens i don't i don't know yeah like we are ants we are we are a lesser species and look at how we treat oh animals and things like that i mean they're doing the same thing to us for for sure yeah and that's that's scary because that means that there is another species or the out there that that is more advanced than us and doesn't see us on the same moral level as them more than likely yeah Bees of voice that you need a don't talk to me about aliens till I've had my coffee mug. I probably I should make one honestly. Just don't talk like, to me about aliens until I've had coffee. Oh my god! At least several cups because I don't need to be scared. And the best part is I'm always like no or ugh, and then he's just like question mark question mark. I feel like, <laughs> like every time you're like I'm gonna see this say the same thing. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, we should add that to the Etsy store. <laughs> Don't talk, talk to, to me about, about aliens. Uh, but I think that ties well into existential dread. Because, I mean, if you just, like... See, you said you're scared of, like, space. I mean, we're both scared of aliens, existential mm-hmm. dread-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, you're scared of space, but, like, what freaks me out is dark matter. Yes. Dark matter that, yeah. freaks me out. We don't know what it is. We don't know and what it is. Like, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll have some, like, devil's lettuce, and that's, like, where my brain will go, is to dark matter, and I'm like, oh, my God, where, what's dark matter? Like, where did it come from? And then I think, what if dark matter is consciousness, and that's why we can't find it? What if it's, like, the reason that we're conscious have you read, dark Have you read his Dark Materials, my favorite book series? I have not, no, Because that's the plot of it. Oh, is it? <laughs> Dark pretty matters much. consciousness? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's it's pretty complicated, but like, they, the, spoilers, uh, the, they just, they're in an alternate universe where their mm. scientists are studying dark matter, but they call it dust. They call mm. it a particle called dust. And when they come to our universe, they realize it's dark matter. And the sci- a scientist here starts communicating with it. And it's mm. like synonymous with like angels. And then they kill oh. God because God is sucks it's like a big atheist book too that's but amazing they like they've discovered that the or, do they have magic uh kind of yeah there's witches in the book and stuff too. oh yeah yeah there's witches in it right mm-hmm. and they so, they discover that dark matter is drawn to people when they hit puberty so it has to do with like free will consciousness uh, things like that so they they connect the two of them it's very deep um, yeah i mean that's there's, but there's it could a, be yeah, and I think it's it that so when you said that I was like, yeah, that's what I think it is too. I think that makes the most sense. Like, but I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I hate I that hate too. That. It's really well. It's kind of it's like, everywhere. Like, it's right here, all right now. It's everywhere all the time, and we don't know what it is. Time. And it like connects. And if there truly are parallel universes, which there probably are, mm-hmm. it it is kind of like connecting all of them. And yeah, helping shape them. Ugh. <laughs> 
But it's, that's, I don't know, it freaks me out. That freaks me out. Yes. I don't that, like it. That freaks me out too. I think space freaks me out because sometimes when, because I live out in the middle of nowhere. So occasionally if I go out to my parents' house or my friend's house who, who lives out that way, when you look up, there's been nights that like I've been able to see the Milky Way mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And when you just, I don't know, look, when I look at the night sky for too long, I get really freaked out because. Yeah, it's big. I didn't, I. Yeah. So like seeing the Milky Way, if you've seen the Milky Way, whoever, if who will all, everyone listening to this, like not a lot of us never see it because mm-hmm. we live in cities. I never saw it as a kid until we went camping in the desert when I was like a teenager. And I was like so shocked at how bright the sky was. Like, I mean, the real desert. I lived in the city desert. Like, that. Like the light pollution was way too bad. There's way too much smog where I lived to see anything. And like, to when you look up and see all those stars, you're like, no wonder all of these like ancient cultures were obsessed with stars and planets and things that happened in the sky because it's, it's, it's like daytime. It's so bright. Yeah. It's very, it's like, it's very humbling. Cause I don't know when I, when, when I look at that or like when you have a night, like today, the moon was really big. I was driving home from work and you could see it during the day, but it was like very XL, uh, XL <laughs> thick with five yes. C's today. Yeah. There it's, it's wild. And you're like, that's an arm of a galaxy. Yeah. Like an arm of a galaxy. And that like, I'm looking at a thing. That is a, you could go stand on that, like, it's, and look back at me, like, so, you know, there's, and that's only a tiny, that's not even a planet, that's a moon, and beyond that, there's other planets, and I don't know, and then beyond that, it's just infinite, like, when I think about the fact that it's, space is infinite, that it's always expanding, I don't know, and then the concept we talked about where everything uh, super determinism where everything was like written into everybody's DNA at the Big Bang and it's always like like time itself is just this like constantly exploding Big Bang <laughs> I know I know <laughs> it brings me lots of dread oh god I've also been watching Midnight Mass on Netflix have you watched it yet? Mm-mm. okay I don't want to spoil it for you if you don't know anything about it nobody tell her but nobody okay. say anything. You should watch it because okay. I think the best thing is going into it completely blind. TikTok spoiled it for me. Thanks, TikTok. But there's like a supernatural element that I don't... If you watch it, I don't want to tell you what it is because it's fun to okay. figure it out. What's it called again? The Midnight Mass. Okay. All right. But interestingly, the the overarching plot is a priest comes back or or a priest visits. He like comes in to fill in for, for an old priest. Um, on an island hmm. and because like he starts all these miracles start happening but there's oh. like sinister undertones and stuff but they end up talking about a lot of like what happens after you die like mm-hmm. what do you, what does each person believe because there's a man there who's a muslim they have like everyone else there's catholic um there's a couple atheists there and you know they have this i just watched an episode where they had a way too long conversation (laughs) about how like what happens after death and Mm -hmm. the one guy who doesn't believe in god talked about you know well i will die and then my brain will die and then i will be like broken down by like plants and animals and insects and then like every piece of me will start like expanding infinitely 
across the earth <laughs> and into space because you know that's what yeah it, and stuff like that makes me like, <laughs> like i was like yep that's because i don't know like but like it's ooh. yeah it's i totally like i totally feel like that but i also feel like there is so much that we don't know like that's why i like the idea of like cryptids and ufos and stuff is like and not in like an unhealthy way like the people who are like interdimensional bigfoot is like giving me a handy like but like <laughs> like in the way that like in the way that like it's it's an unknown and we don't know like we don't know what ufos are we don't mm-hmm. know like we and we as of right now we have no evidence just like when people die there is all kinds of weird things about like like near death experiences and all that sort of stuff and even like what or like like kids having past lives or like just like weird stuff and none of that might be true but like maybe a little bit of it could be like maybe a little bit of these things like maybe bigfoot is like something is out there and maybe ufo's are aliens like we just don't know this is a good segue into this website that i found but is this like is this the handy bigfoot <laughs> It's not a handy Bigfoot website. This, I found through TikTok, I was introduced to this guy, Michael Newton, and Mm -hmm. he writes about life between, like, handy Bigfoot. Like, what is it? It's called LBL, which is, like, life between lives. Oh, interesting. A lot of his theories are about, like, when you die, what happens in between you dying and being reborn again so oh, he does a lot of like past life regressions different things like that but he had a little section on his website with some stories on it which i thought was very interesting and now i'm gonna have to find it again on the website because hmm. i had it lbl stories liminal life is that what it's called asked casper life life between i mean it uh, is li- liminal is it the same thing yeah. yeah 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 i guess he he coins it as lbl hmm so there's there's just some weird ones. There was this one. I thought that this one was interesting just because it was um, a good lesson, I think. Because, again, it's like one of those things, like when we were talking about mediums in Armand. Yeah. Um, how a lot, of, a lot of times speaking to someone like that in that context is a healing experience. It gives mm-hmm. you, like, the answers and the comfort that you can't get normally. Because it's yeah. like answering those unanswerable questions. Mm-hmm. So this one, so basically he he does these LBL sessions, which sounds like they are kind of like hypnotic hypnosis, put you in a hypnotic state, past life regression, kind of like encourage you to open up these like memories that you have, basically. So this session, here's, here's a story of a session called, he titles Healing Lifetimes of Pain. He says, Asu arrived at my office in Istanbul, having suffered a lifetime of chronic pain and fatigue. That made it impossible to work, strained her family, and ruined more than one relationship. Sorry, you said that I was like, same. Same. (laughs) Right? Same. (laughs) That's just all of our lives. Same. She wanted relief and was desperate to understand why she experienced so much suffering in her life. Asu tried various medical treatments and numerous therapies, all to no avail. I begin AC's ASU's LBL with a regression to an enjoyable childhood memory to help her conscious mind to get used to letting memories come from the subconscious mind instead of trying to remember. She goes to a scene where she is very happily playing ball in the garden with her brother. 
Next, we go to an even earlier in childhood, and she arrives at a traumatic event where she feels very alone and very afraid. I facilitate an inner child rescue by having Asu, as the loving woman and mother she is today, take her scared child self into her arms and love her and protect her. I've done stuff like this in therapy. Yeah. Like, I've done therapy like this. Yep. And when the rescue is complete, we invite the inner child to join us on the journey back in time. The next step is to take Asu back into her developing body in the womb, where we can begin to access her first soul memories. Here, Asu's first words are, it hurts. I don't want to be here. It's so uncomfortable. It quickly becomes clear that Asu is bringing much pain from a previous life or lives with her, and we are going to need to go even earlier to find and resolve the source of this pain. I direct Asu to go back to the most pre- recent previous life, and she travels directly to the death scene where she has been beaten to death and is already leaving the body. I am being pulled up and away very quickly. I am going home, she says. This is one of the most profound moments in an LBL. Upon arrival, almost everyone reports feeling of complete unconditional love. Many talk about feeling as though a great weight has been lifted as the burdens of the past life fall away. Asu is first welcomed back in a joyful greeting by many wise and loving beings. Soon her guide comes forth to take her to a place of rest and rejuvenation, where most of the residual pain in her newly arrived spirit body is cleansed away. Why are they always wise and loving? Like, why, like she had to wait at, like, a kiosk for a ticket, and they were an asshole. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> They're just, like, like, nagging in here. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, everything's always wise and loving. Wise it's like, loving. But it's actually healing. just, like, Beetlejuice spooky season. Oh, that would be <laughs> sick, actually. <laughs> When this healing is complete, Asu exclaims, my father is here. He embraces her, caresses her head, and asks her forgiveness for his abusiveness in her childhood years. After this reunion with her father, Asu experiences a sense of drifting, floating upwards as though she is in a balloon until she arrives in a place where she is surrounded by three guides. These guides are communicating with her, but Asu is having difficulty taking in what, what it is they are saying. Her primary guide comes forward and says, we want to work with you on your basic misunderstanding about pain. You believe pain teaches. You believe you have pain because you think you can receive love through pain. You believe that because you hurt others in the past, you deserve to have pain now. The guides are very clear and direct in what they are saying, but on a soul level, but Asu is struggling with what they are communicating. This is not unusual when working on misunderstandings and beliefs a soul has carried through lifetimes. The guides are loving and persistent. The guide continues. You are so focused on the pain, you cannot go beyond it. You're holding on to your pain because you fear that if you let it go, even worse, things will happen to your children, your family, and your friends. It has gone on for lifetimes. Trust us and let it go. Let go of these beliefs and let go of this pain. With this, Asu is finally able to open herself to the love and healing energy being conveyed to her and hear the messages. She bursts into tears and says, They are comforting me and telling me to let everything go, not to hang on to anything. The guides say, now your soul is happy with a newly healed body. We thank you for working with us. There are some other things in your life that will now be resolved also. I'm delighted to report that in my follow-up, a few months after her LBL, she was free of chronic pain and working again. And with a big smile, she tells me that things are now so much better at home. Oh, that's good. I feel like she just like went into a hypnotic state and then had some real good therapy. That's what it sounds like. But those are good lessons. Like, I don't know. Hmm. It's it's something I think that a lot of us can probably relate to the concept of like you believe that you have pain because you think you can receive love through pain and right. you believe you hurt other, because you hurt others in the past you deserve pain. Yeah, I mean like I don't 
It's like, I don't know if this was a real thing she had, but it helped her. So, hey, that's good. Like, it sounds like a helpful experience. Like, I've done, again, I've done stuff like that in therapy. That's good. Mm -hmm. So this is, the whole concept of this is like, I guess any issues that you might be having or connections that you might have with people in this life may have to do with your previous lives or in, in this like space in between living the multiple lives that your soul has lived is a place where you can be healed or have new experiences. I don't know. It's wild. I wanted to read one of his books because I'm just like, that is very yeah. interesting. It's not, it doesn't, it's, it's not an afterlife. It's like an yeah. in-between. So I, I don't know what I believe about death. I think that I've had, I remember when I turned like 30, maybe like late 20s, I sat and thought about dying for a little <laughs> bit too long. And I got, because like when you think about it, you're like, one day, do you ever sit and think, one day I will be unable to think because I will not be capable of thought because I will no longer be alive. Yeah, and I mean, I think about like, death like Ugh. every day. Yeah, <laughs> you just like get into this spiral where you're just like, yeah. oh, that would be like, you think like, oh, that would be complete darkness, except I would not be able to think about darkness or acknowledge darkness because I would not be able to think yeah. because I would be dead. Well, and, like, and that's, and I think that, though, I think, like, I follow, like, a lot of, um, like, death-positive accounts on Instagram because I've had a lot of death in my life. I've seen a lot of death in my life and experienced a lot of it, and, like, I feel like it's it's the thing culturally that makes it so scary a lot of mm-hmm. the time and that's weird by itself it's it's just that we have like especially in america and all of that like we've made it so that instead of something that happens to everyone and you can't escape it because none of us can we've made it into this like bizarre like i don't know i'm not shamey but like like acting like it doesn't exist like, yeah. act, just acting like it doesn't exist when we don't know what's after. So treating it like that is so... It's like there's so many cultures. Like, look at, like, um, Day of the Dead in Mexico. Like, they bring things... Like, they put up, like, stalls with flowers and things to invite the dead to celebrate with them. And, like, acting like they're still there. And so it's like... I think, um... Yeah... I mean, yeah, possum cuddles. Like, the, I think the way that other cultures handle it is so interesting. Well, and, and it's, it's like, and it's more like, especially the ones that are death positive versus versus um, like what we have, which is just this dour Judeo Christian, like, like Middle Ages, like put them in the ground, you know, extremely Catholic. And then we have all this, like, all these big funeral companies that just make money off of it. And it's insanely expensive. It it's is insanely expensive. It's expensive to die. Yeah, which is, which is so depressing. Like, all of that is so depressing. And it's like, I feel like as, I don't know, I feel like as a culture, I hope that we can have, like, a kind of, like, revelation to all of this. Because it's like, instead of treating it like something that should never happen, we need, we, like, tr- like, to get rid of the existen- existential dread, we treat it like something that's inevitable and know that it will happen. Like, people will prepare for it. People won't be scared to talk about it. It won't be something that we avoid so much. And I think well, that's important. I think that in a lot of ways, it's because our culture is so 
based on like your worth being what you can provide. Right. Rather than like your life being choosing to live and like dying is just another phase of life. It's just another aspect of it. Like I I think when Mason passed away, there was like a, a quote I read that really helped me that said that death was like a homecoming because like mm-hmm. flowers every morning will unfurl and then, you know, close back up. Things like ferns will unfurl and close back up. They, you right. know, trees lose all their leaves. There are plants that like die and then they come back. Like everything is, it, it's a cycle. You can't be immortal. You can't live forever. And, you know, everything has a purpose and that's just another point that's another aspect of life well and if you think about it you can't remember being born mm-hmm. and that's a horrible existential dread thing you can't I'm remember being born. I'm kind of fine with that because being some born people can gross. some people can though like some people can actually remember it and that sounds horrible but Ugh. it's like they go from just darkness to being born though like that's yeah um and I think that's a really also a really beautiful thing that you read when Mason passed away I think that's very sweet yeah, it was it was hard. I I think like Mason, uh, I had him for ten years, and he was like my best bud. So that was probably the the hardest death I had went through because I think like t- two of my grandparents died when I was really little, and then my grandfather, my granddad died a couple years ago, um, very pretty suddenly, but he was older, so. With Mason, it was something I could not have possibly prepared for. He was only yeah. 10. And it was something I had to come to terms with that, like, you know, when so- just because someone is physically gone doesn't mean that they are, like, not with you. Yeah. They still stay um, with you forever. And, like, those memories, like, I think, like, memories are a very important thing, too. Yeah. Remember. No, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Bees of War in chat said that we aren't allowed to be buried directly in the ground to be eaten by mushrooms. Not true. Because I found a thing that I'm going to do once I can, like, pay money to do it. It's a company called Recompose that you can actually be decomposed into dirt and put into the forest. Yeah, and you could, like, they can plant you in a tree and stuff. Like, that's yes, definitely a thing that can happen. I'll- it's like it's definitely getting more popularity, which is awesome. I think it's that's great. I'll I'll link the recompose in chat. I think it's not that expensive, and you can do it preventatively. So like it's I don't know it's really and it's like really beautiful and nice. And they do like a laying in ceremony where they like cover you in branches and shit. Yeah, and I'm just like yes, probably, I'm gonna be like please do that like or yeah. or like incinerate me. Please do not put me in a casket. <laughs> No, so that's so terrible. And, like, and literally, that's so wasteful. Like, we're already dealing with the collapse. It's so wasteful, so and you're like, pumping, like, people's bodies full of chemicals and then putting them in the earth. And I'm like, yeah. maybe maybe that's a bad idea. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but I don't know. I think there's, I think there's a, a lot that, there's a lot of, like, beauty we can think about. I mean, it's it's existential dread, yes, but if you think about, like, how many humans came before us to give us our chance to be alive, like, and all the people that were born and died on this planet. And, wait, hold on, this is an important fact. In 2021, data from NASA's New Horizons space probe was used to revise the previous estimate of roughly 200 billion galaxies. Uh, 200 billion galaxies, which followed a 26 estimate that there were 2 trillion or more galaxies. (laughs) 
<laughs> overall, at as many as an estimated 1 to the 10 by 24, whatever. So apparently they have decided that there are 200 billion galaxies. Galaxies, not planets. 200 billion galaxies in the observable universe. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And it's like, you think we're alone. There's no, no way. way. There's no way. And like, if something, imagine if something in one of, one of those 200 billion galaxies got, got the technology to travel through space time, it, they could go to other galaxies. Yep. So like, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, I mean, I, there's no way maybe they're not from our galaxy even. They could be from somewhere else. So. Or another time, someone else. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what the number 200 billion looks like, so. Ugh. And that's galaxies, again. And how, wait, how many stars are in a galaxy? Hold on. I mean, they're guessing, but I'm going to look it up because I want to know now. Oh, no, sorry. There's 100 billion stars in a galaxy. So 200 billion galaxies with 100 billion stars in a galaxy. I can't even do the math on that because I'm too dumb. So. I'm too dumb. And space is also infinite. Do you ever, okay, do you ever think about, okay, so you've seen the movie Interstellar, right? Yes, yeah. I love that movie, but it brings me a lot of existential dread when I watch it. Specifically, the planet they go to where they, they're there for like two minutes and it's like 10 years so, like, you know, the, the the thought of time passing differently. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I hate uh, it. I hate it. Also, if you watch that movie, the soundtrack on that planet, they have, like, a metronome. And every time no! it, like, ticks, that's a year passing. No. No. They did that on purpose. So it's disgusting. No. And I hated it. <laughs> it was, like, a year or a month or something. It's, like, no. every, it ticks every month. or I don't know. No. Nope. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's space between galaxy and stars, and there's, like, dead space where there's nothing, not, like, the video game, but, like, just where there's no planets and no stars. (laughs) It's just empty. Just empty. Ugh. I don't know. So, I, so I think a lot of these things, it's, it's interesting because I think that being interested or, like, fixated on cryptids and aliens, while a lot of it is very scary, I think it's, like, comforting to embrace the things that we don't totally understand and be open to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that is why people are so drawn to it is because, like, it's not something we totally understand. It's obviously something we cannot control. That's something that we don't know everything about. And that's kind of comforting because that means that the things that we do know about that might be scary because we know a lot about them maybe we don't know everything yeah maybe there's something else to know there that that'll make it make more sense someday right like dying well, and yeah and sometimes i even think about like the, the if these aliens or whoever is flying around from other dimensions or whatever have this technology they had to have figured out what death is mm-hmm. they've had to have figured out all this existential stuff that we have no idea what it is but they probably know what it is and maybe, like, they've figured out even why we exist. Like, that's that one messes me up a lot. Like, why are we here? Why? Why do we exist? Why yeah. am I sitting here? Why am I talking to you? Why am I breathing? Like, why Why did the planet, why did the, the dust on the planet suddenly start th- turning into monsters and thinking and becoming us? When it's like, is, does, 
Well, and then you think too, like, does there have to be a reason or are we putting societal pressure on ourselves to serve a purpose or fit a mold because everyone needs to contribute or like represent something or do something big or public or right. impactful with their lives instead of just simply like living a good life. That's a Western culture thing. Yeah. And that's a West, that's a modern Western culture thing. Like that's a very modern Western culture thing that I think has only been around the past hundred years or so. Because in the past, I mean, there was no, as long as you survived, like there was no choice to, you know, I don't know, be famous. There was no, none of that existed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's the downfall of society is like this constant competition. Yes, to oh, be for relevant. sure. And it's like, you don't need to be relevant to the world. You need to be relevant to the people that you love. Well, that's why I think as creatures, we are much healthier in small communities mm -hmm. because we take care of each other. When we're in small communities, we take care of each other. And that's important. And I think we've lost a lot of that in the modern day, especially with social media and with the internet and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, and you think of our history, we've had all kinds of different different structures to those communities like they've there's been ones who have been ran by women there's ones ran by men there's you know there's they're back in the past like there were even non-binary people in native american culture like all of these things that that i feel like we think are all modern things like existed in the past we just have this lens of we have this lens of this western culture because the entire world was taken over by England. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like the entire world, one little island and Spain, I guess, went and like hosed the whole planet. So we just ruined everything. Ruined everything and just caused a lot of problems. So I think like and it's like even they, even they had like um the Celtic queen, I think her name Bodica. Like they there was a queen of the Celts. And, like, there's a statue of her in London. So it's just, like, I don't know how I got on this thread. All I'm saying is that we've lost our community and we think that we're so awesome. We think we're so great and we've got all this technology and all this shit and we've lost the thing that makes us human. This is an episode of Star Trek, I feel like. It definitely like, is! We've lost what makes us human, which gives us this existential dread because sometimes you just need to go outside and stick your hands in the dirt and pet a chicken, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like... Connect to the land, grow plant, like have a have a job that's fulfilling and not not just, you know, do Yeah, touch grass, touch grass. Exactly. Have a job that, that gives you a, you know, makes your heart full, not necessarily like what society is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's it's not totally lost. I do. There are aspects I like about living where I live because it is a small community. They actually just the other day. There's this guy, there's this older guy who always sits outside the Dairy Queen and waves at people every morning. <laughs> Everybody know who knows who he is. It's his, uh, Jax is that he's known as Whitey. His last name is Whitey. All right. But he got COVID and he passed away. Aww. But people, while he was in the hospital, would go and like sit where he would sat, sat and wave. And people would go to the hospital and wave Aww. up at him in his room. So there's still like we still <gasps> yeah that's so away. sweet. 
so there's still we still like have that capacity for that but I we think do we just get lost. we do but what has the, the internet has made it so much worse it has. It's that. It's that. And non. And non. I. Why can I never say that word? It, I think I have a, a brain worm about anonymity. Me. Anonymity. 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 It's hard. It sound wrong. I don't know. <laughs> anonymity. Uh, yes. An- whatever. <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, and you think about it, and this is another existential dread thing, I feel like, other than thinking about what's dark, what's dark matter, what are aliens, where do you go when you die, why do we exist, is it's like, we are living through one of the most, and we already have lived through one of the most transitional parts of humanity that has ever, ever happened. Like, like printing press level. Like I can't printing, believe. Printing press level of change. Yeah. Like, to the point where it's so dramatic that this new generation has never known an existence without a cell phone. Like, instant connection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, yeah, and that's, yes, Dice May, it is. Penny Arcade came up with the the great internet uh, fuckwad theory, which is just person plus anonymity equals Person plus internet plus anonymity equals asshole. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think that that's just common knowledge. And it's disgusting to me that we are all very aware yeah. of this problem, but it still happens. Yeah. But wait, here's what, here's, but like, so, and I, that's existed forever. And so has like public shaming and all of these things. These have all existed forever. But we had already been in a society where like, we knew the rules, you know, like, People like we didn't have this technology until now. Like literally for like the thousands of years we've been around. Like there has never been anything as transitional as what we're going through now. That, yeah, I, I because think... it's it's so different from how humans have lived in the past. And that's why now we're going through all this global warming stuff. So the past we literally destroyed the planet in a hundred years. Yeah. Destroyed it. Like, yeah, like it's not it's not coming back for no, this. it's <laughs> not. And everyone's like, oh, maybe 2050. I'm like, no, we're bummed. No, like, it's, no, no, it's, it's gone. No, we're done. Like, move to somewhere where you feel like you can survive. Maybe the water wars. I don't know. Yeah, like it's yeah. Like, oh we're man, told- do you know what I realized the other day? Waterworld is a post-apocalyptic movie. It's not about a water park. Didn't know that. <laughs> you want you <laughs> have you watched Waterworld? No. It's terrible. Please watch it. Speaking Please of Water watch Wars, it. is it gonna be like Waterworld, which I literally thought was about a water park? I don't <laughs> God damn it, Kayla. It is <laughs> I not saw about the preview no. picture and I was like, oh he has a little eye patch. He's like a little pirate. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you're on if you're on the Discord. We're going to all watch Waterworld together. Okay, I, I'm down. Because Kayla's never seen it. We're going to watch Waterworld together. I thought it was Kayla, it's terrible. <laughs> Kayla, I literally, it's ter- I was like, oh, it must be just like a water park movie where they go crazy at the water park. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Good to know that it was formerly the most expensive movie ever made. That's hilarious. There's, oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Um, It's so bad. It's so bad. I can't. I don't even want to. I don't want to spoil anything. But we'll have a movie night and in next month in November, um, on the Discord. So That'll we'll figure fun. that out. 
Yeah. I'm excited. We, because when was, we watched Cat, did we watch Cat? No, I did that with the nut, with uh, my friend Discord server. Um, but what did we, did we watch any? No. Uh, we watched the creepy alien baby thing. That's right. We watched the alien baby one. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So next we'll do Waterworld. Oh my God. It's so bad. Great. It's like good bad. It's funny bad. I wish it was bad. about a water park. It's not. But it's, <laughs> you don't want that. What you find is, is like, what it is is even better. Is it like Pirates of the Dark Water or whatever? You remember that cartoon? No. You don't remember it? Hang on. No. Stop. You you remember when I sent you the picture? No. Chat, do you remember Pirates of the Dark Water? It was it slapped. It slapped so hard. <laughs> it had the the monkey bird oh but, and he was okay that he was a part monkey cuz he was mostly bird. Look at this. Beast of the butthole cut of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> butthole cut. <laughs> oh my god. I sent you the picture. Okay. Does this no? I never watched that. I never watched that. What is happening? The eighties just slapped me in the face. It's so cool. (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, that looks sick. It was the coolest. Is it like an anime? They they're like wearing anime outfits. No, it was just like it was like one of those uh, cartoons that they made just to sell toys, like back in the day. Oh my god. It, it slapped so hard. The character Incredible. design was great. There's a monkey bird. Incredible. Uh, well, um, this has been enlightening. Best part of it <laughs> is that I didn't, I found out that you'd never seen Waterworld. And also, like, we became sentient. Humans are, here's humans making things like Waterworld. Like, Why? why okay if if life has a purpose and and we are here for a reason why was water world made we're just like yeah why what what are we here to do oh final final thought i believe that that i one of the things on why we're here i feel like is because we're here i mean the universe is expanding so like we are here to make connections whether that be connections with other humans or promote like Producing more of a species, like more of your species or whatever. I, I think we're here to make connections and that's all I can, that's all I can figure. I think so, so too. I think that we are here in that we, wow, you're being real loud. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that we are here and we, we are alive. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that we are alive is wild enough as it is when you think about it, the fact that we exist, but I do truly think our purpose is to experience life. I think mm-hmm. that we need to experience it and appreciate it to its fullest. We need to make those connections, be nice to each other, and really appreciate that we are conscious and that we have the ability to remember and hope and dream and things that, like, that's, that's, that is, that is wild yeah. that we can, we can do all that. I, no, for sure. I don't know. And I think you really should read His Dark Materials because it. I, I am sold on a lot of things from that series. But the main thing is I totally agree that Dark Matter is consciousness. Like, they're, they are conscious. Yeah. Dark Matter is, is conscious. Well, we all, maybe we all come from there, too. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, that, like, it interacting with people, like... Has created humanity. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's interesting. And and animals. I don't know. I feel like I can communicate with. I mean, not like like wild thornberries communicate, but like I feel like communicating with animals and having that connection 
with other species is just as like magical and important. It is. You know? Because it's like they might speak a different language, like hoo hoo, but, <laughs> but like understanding them and having empathy for them, I think is really important. And yeah, Jesse and Chat said trees talk to each other. Yeah, trees they do. talk to mushrooms. Yep. Trees talk to the the mycelium in the ground and and can contact other trees through mushrooms. Like it's it's wild. So you know. Oh, and that's a good point, uh, Tori, is that we get to decide why we exist. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, and I think that it's a shame that oftentimes, like, I, I know I've felt like I've wasted years of my life trying to obtain some sort of, like, glory or, like, reason to be proud of myself when really the the thing that you can be most proud of and that brings you the most peace is, like, making those one-on-one connections with people and doing things with people, the people that you care about. Because who cares what anybody else thinks? Who cares about, like, a bunch of people thinking you're cool? Because, like, that's not what you go home to at the end of the day. And that's not what brings you peace. No. And at the end of the day, like, the people that are only going to really know you well are the people in your connected circle. And that's something that, again, we're learning as human beings with the internet is that, People that you know might not, the people that you experience on the internet, you don't know them. They might be bad people, but they might make mistakes. They might be good people and they're just really bad at communicating. They might, but we don't, if people don't have that empathy of seeing people one-on-one and talking to them and getting to truly know them, we lose the humanity. We lose empathy. And that's, that's, you know, that's where we are right now. And that's like... One last existential dread thing. I honestly believe that we're just like, we are heading towards a very difficult time in humanity. More? More difficult? I really, because, and it's, a lot of it is because, Q update. (laughs) A lot of it is because I follow a lot of things that are on the other flip side of, like, of liberal politics. Like, obviously, like, I'm a liberal person. I believe in I also believe in like socialism in the sense that like we should have more socialized things in communities like I don't believe in the like no free lunch like that kind of thing and I also you know I don't think that's I don't think that's helpful because I believe in communities but I'm not going to say that someone who thinks the other way is evil right it's I'm not going to say that person is evil but uh on (laughs) (laughs) sorry bees was like a liberal in my spooky scouts unsubscribe i mean whatever i don't control you you can unsubscribe all you want we're here because you enjoy it but i believe that because sides are getting so polarized now and calling each other evil and one side is literally like and it is not the liberal side the the conservative side is literally calling out like army of god kind of stuff and that's that's where things start getting bad like once you start once people start getting religious involved and all these and anger involved and social media has exasperated this because I mean, it's like it's like when the printing press was created, like I think that was around the same time Martin Luther happened. And then, you know, people like people had access to more information. So I mean, yeah, Kyle Germs, humanity has always been messed up, but. You know, instead of going like the awesome Star Trek way, like, well, even in Star Trek, like, 
We, we still got that, like, 200-year war to go through or whatever until we get warp drives, so we're just hosed, is what I'm saying. The bell riots. The bell riots <laughs> are coming. The bell riots. Yeah. That's what's the, happening next. I know. Well, that's what I think is, like, that's what I think is, you know, I think we're just, like, empathy is at an all-time low right now, and anger is at an, uh, a very high well, we're and, all we're all so tired. Like, yeah, it, it's understandable after. I mean, because yeah, the pan, the pandemic is not over, and a lot no. a lot of ways we're acting like it is because we are just so tired of it. And like, I don't blame anyone. I'm tired of it. We're all tired of it. But like, and and it's hard to dig deep and try and find empathy for others <laughs> when I know God. Damn. <laughs> Um, when, when you can't even like take care of yourself, I still right. struggle with that. And it's like, I, I don't know that I necessarily like the term you can't pour from an empty cup because I think that like, I don't, maybe I don't want to fucking pour from my cup, but like, you know, <laughs> basically you can't, like you can't, if you are completely tired and burnt out, you're not going to be able to give to others. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's mess. When people reach a breaking point and it's, yeah. And it's just hard. And I don't have an answer for it except for just. We just keep trying and trying to help other people and help people, you know, help people see the humanity in others, you know, and or see kindness. Like, if you don't agree with someone, it's okay. Like, they might not be actually evil. They might just be scared, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I think that's, like, a thing that we've seen, I don't know, so... Modern, the the modern world and social media is so messed up because we've also seemed to have forgotten the basic thing we learned as children, which is that the world is not black and white and there's a lot of moral grayness. Yeah. Like, do you feel like we've like backtracked in our ability to understand morality? <laughs> because that's yeah, what I feel no, and like. It's, well, and I think it's also because, and this is another example, is like right now they're doing that big, that big infrastructure bill and all that stuff. And they added more money they like seventy billion dollars for a defense or whatever, or a hundred billion, and they added ten billion more and got rid of the billion for people. I think it was like for childcare. Yeah, it like, was like something like, childcare education, and I was like, cool. I'm just like, what you know? The worst idea is is putting more money into bombs and less money into into increasing the well being of your community and allowing people to rest. And learn and become more empathetic because they're not backed into a corner. Yeah, it was like free community college or something. But it's just like, stop. Like, and I know that like China just, did you see the the bomb that China just built? No. Like China, oh, China's building new bombs. Like they built a, a glider. They built a bomb glider that shoots into space, flies around the earth, flies around the earth and drops bombs. And like America, like there was a whole article that was like, we didn't know that they had this. Oh, wow. And I was like, <laughs> like, so of course, so America now is like, oh no, we just need to keep more bombs, more bombs, everyone. And it's just we like, we need to outbomb them. And I'm like, Please well, stop. and that's, yeah, there's still, it's like we think that we elected someone with different politics, but we actually didn't. We just, no, it was just like still, the, the lesser of two evils. Yeah, because the most important thing is still maintaining this supremacy which is already going to go away. Like, like, it's the fall of Rome. America can't hold on to this supremacy. Like, it's not, it's, things change. So, it's just, uh, it's depressing. 
It's very depressing. Yeah, and it's like, and it's not good when China's ramping up defense and America's ramping up defense. Like, and we think like, oh, that could never, like a war could never happen, but we don't know. Like, we really don't know. Wars happen have happened forever. Societies have gotten into wars for the entire humanity's existence. We think that there could be more empathy. But when I see people on Twitter saying we need to, like, rally the army of God, I'm like, ooh, like, we need to what? get... Yeah. That's a QAnon thing, I guess? Yes. It's they're... not even QAnon. It's just, like, they call each other patriots and say, like, they're, like, rallying the army of God and don't get vaccinated and all this other stuff. And it's, like, I don't know. It's not good. It's that not a good not, feeling. That is not good. The <clears throat> I think like I think that before the pandemic I didn't have much faith in humanity, but after I super don't cuz like the fact that we still I don't know. It's been how long has it been since this has started? It's been over a year. It's, it's been oh, over a year. Yeah. People I still go out in public and people are wearing their mask under their nose. I've lost all faith in humanity. I'm like, it's been over a year. You know how to wear it. Like, it's yeah. just, it's too much. I don't. Ugh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's scary. But I think, I think that humanity will continue to survive. We just will, we have to relearn things that we lost from the past. Like, how to be more environmentally conscious of where we live. How to, like, eat seasonally. How mm -hmm. to have seasonal foods, how to like eat less meat, how to ride your bike, like be more like more self-sufficient because I feel like things are going to get more expensive, harder to deal with, not necessarily like Mad Max. Right. But just like it's going to be more it's difficult. It's going to be more difficult and we just have to start looking out for each other. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, life's hard. 2022. <laughs> 2022 so soon. What's it gonna be like? Oh. Well, it's like, I remember, like, 2020, like, uh, John Oliver, like, did the whole, like, exploding thing and, like, joked about how it was the worst year. And what's this year? Just ennui? Like, <laughs> yes, know? it is. Like, oh, I guess that's just, this is our life now. It's just, mm hmm. I feel like this year was just a big fart noise. Like, and yeah. now it's over. To <laughs> like, so this year was just 2020, 2021, the wet fart. The wet fart that, like, yeah. gets a little quiet at the end. Because, <laughs> you know, you get Halloween and Can Jack Christmas. put in, like, a fart noise? Yeah, I'm sure he will. He put in kazoo noises when you wanted kazoo noises. I don't know if you listened to that, but. Oh, my God. Um, but that's, that's what this year has been. It's like a very sudden, quiet, wet fall. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a couple of stories since it is spooky season. We've, Ooh. we've, we've done enough. I want to, I do want to end though saying that I believe that we will be okay. I just think we need to start building better communities and looking out for each other because I don't think that our lovely, I don't think that, uh, that our lovely, uh, our people, our folks in power are going to be focusing on the people. I think they're much more concerned about focusing on defending their borders or, you know, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Also go touch grass. Also go touch grass. Pet a pigeon. Yeah. Who? He projects. Ooh. Let me tell you. It's really cute. There I think he's a boy. I think he's a boy. That business. Ooh. That hoo-hooing, man. Ooh. That's, a, that's a boy pigeon. Oh, there goes Nuggy. Now Nuggie's going off? Yeah. Sometimes all three of them apparently go off at the same time and it's just chaos. 
All right. I am uh, pulling Feathers, up a story. Feathers is up here, and he's been bless, blessedly quiet. Yeah. How do you manage that? He's nesty nesting. Oh, he's yeah, busy. He's doing, he's doing his nesty nest. He's busy. He's being diligent. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. This one came with a couple images, which when we get to the end, I'll describe, but I'm going to send them to you now. Okay. So let me know when you're ready and I will I will begin. Send in your stories to SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com and let us know if they are fact or fiction and try and trick Holly because we're getting, she's getting too smart. I'm getting too good. I'm getting too good. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Story time. This one comes from Alpha Doom. This is extremely recent. I am writing this at 3 a.m. on October 15th, 2021, and, in, and the event I witnessed took place an hour and a half ago. I'm up late applying for jobs because I graduated from my master's program recently. So I went downstairs to fill up my water bottle when I saw a light out of the corner of my eye outside. No. I, I looked and I thought I saw a star move. Then I saw this star was blinking red, green, and white. I figured it was a drone, but it seemed a bit too late to be flying and was zipping around faster and higher than I thought a drone could move. I start watching it for about 20 minutes when I grab my phone and start taking pictures, which I attached, but they're blurry and just look like a bad picture of a plane. I step out of my house and turn the backyard light on, and it stops suddenly and completely. I stand out there for 10 minutes, waiting for it to move again, but it doesn't. I turn the light off, walk back inside, and close the door. Soon as I do that, the light starts moving again. No. I then grabbed my mom's binoculars to settle once and for all that it's a drone or a helicopter or something like that. But when I looked into the binoculars, I just saw this light blinking different colors, rocking back and forth in the sky. I want to note that it was not blinking in a pattern as I've been watching it for about 40 minutes at this point. This is when I noticed that when I looked at the other stars in the sky, they were brighter than I had ever seen them before. In addition, they were all warbling and shaking rather than twinkling. That might just be a trick of the eye because I was so focused on staring at this bright light, but it sure freaked me out. But I was determined to figure out if it was a drone or something normal. So following it as it bounced around the sky, I waited for it to come down and land so I could be satisfied that it's just someone's drone. Fortunately or unfortunately, that's not what happened. After another 20 minutes of waiting, I saw a second light bounce across the sky. I don't know where it came from other than the right side of my binoculars. Then I lowered the binoculars to see if there were more, but the two I saw rose into the sky and winked out. No. I can't say what it was for certain, but it, but it was uh, a pretty spooky way to spend an hour. I also forgot to fill my water bottle, so I had to go back downstairs and do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so spooky and we have pictures of it so i'm gonna put that here so here's one i mean that looks that looks so legitimate to me Ugh. yeah so it's like uh it's it's a some couple orbs in the dark dark night no. sky no no i like the pictures that's very cool oh i don't like it what's the consensus from holly fact or fiction. This could be like a really, just a really elaborate ruse, but I'm going to say fact. Ooh. Well, 
You're a little too clever, Holly, because this one is real. Oh! 100% fact. No! Those pictures, though. Thank you, Alpha Doom. Yeah, thanks, Alpha Doom. That's really cool. That's spooky. I really don't like the one on the left or right, I think. No, left. I really don't like that one. It looks like that cube circle, and I'm not... Mm -mm. Cube circle. I don't like the cube circle. That's great, though. Thank you. Thanks, Alpha Doom. And thanks for getting pictures. If you encounter anything, get pictures and send them to us. Spooky Scouts Honor. I don't know what we do for that. I just went like this. (laughs) We're aliens. That works. That's fine. Spooky Scouts Honor. I hope this isn't, like, something offensive somewhere, but I I can't imagine it being... It doesn't feel offensive. I don't know. They're like horns, yeah. It's like a... It's like a I'm sure it's thing. like a football thing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky Scout's honor. Great. We have a we have a, a, a hand gesture, as long as it's not offensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this one has pictures, too. Ooh, fun. Multiple pictures. At the end, I will try to describe them for the podcast, but I, I don't think I am capable of describing this one. All right, here we go. This happened only a couple weeks ago to my friend, who I'll call M. M is a coworker and is honestly one of the sweetest people I've ever met. One time, I complained about a hole in my shirt, and she optimistically but naively suggested it was intentional. It was in the elbow, so it wasn't, but she didn't want me to be sad about my shirt. We sometimes take our lunch breaks at the same time, and after entering the break room for lunch one day, our other friend, D, suggested she ask my opinion on something. When I asked what they were asking about, M sheepishly, sheepishly asked if I believed in ghosts. I responded that of course I do, and reminded her not only that I am a practicing witch, but that I've been listening to this podcast for weeks now. She laughed and then told me about this picture her sister took last night and asked me to look at the photo, which was absolutely chilling. They have a tiny chihuahua, and her sister wanted to take a picture of him as he was falling asleep, sitting up, and thought he was cute. She had to use the flash as it was close to 8pm and already pretty dark in her room. After taking the photo, M's sister noticed a face of a grinning man in her bedroom mirror, looking straight at her and reasonably freaked the fuck out and sent it to M. The two of them panicked because of how clear the grinning face is and how it made no sense the mirror because the mirror was propped against the wall with a dresser in front of it, and neither the wall or dresser had anything on it that could reflect such a face from that angle. Since the mirror was slanted upwards and away from M's sister, when I asked if M if M if her family had noticed anything else strange in the house, she told me not really, but sometimes they would hear what sounded like footsteps when family members were home alone, or had the feeling of being watched or being unwanted, unsafe in the upper floor of the house. Ugh! No, that's awful. Okay, now also, I can, now I see what's in the pictures, and now no! I'm upset. No. I'm actually tearing up a little bit because I was like, "What? Where is it?" And then I looked a little too close, and I was like, "It." Eh. <laughs> uh oh. You guys, some. Yeah, oh, I don't, don't want to see, see it. The dog one first. No, no. So you no. can kind of see. This was from Sunflower Art Witch. Thank you, Sunflower okay. Art Witch. Except I hate it. Yeah, cute dog. Yeah. So you see Very that cute. there's a mirror. Oh, in the I light. see the face. Hang on. There's a an enhance. No. Enhance. <laughs> Excuse me? Why does it, what? Why does it look like Nicolas Cage? Oh my god. This is funny because when I, I didn't even talk about it. We'll talk about it in another episode. But I went on a ghost tour of Seattle the other night. And we they showed us a picture like this. Taken in a Seattle bar. It was similar. It was like the back heads of two old people. And you could clearly see it. Okay. Ugh. 
Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna post. I'm gonna Here's cry. oops. But yeah, it kind of looks like, okay, if I were to describe it, it's like a cute little dog. And then the Okay, mirror, so here's the dog first. There's like a ghostly grinning man who maybe looks like Manic Nicolas Cage a little bit. Like if you look at him for too long. <laughs> no! How is that bear? No. Right? It kind of looks like the crazy Nicolas Cage face. Yeah, it does. It's clearly a face. Like, very clearly a face. And why is it the same color as the wall? Like, the lighting is, like, weird? I don't know, but... Like, it could be photoshopped. It could be. I will say that. It's like this face. There you go. Ugh. Did you send it to me? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's this face. (laughs) I hate it. Ah! I mean, I I don't want this one to be fact. I don't want it to be fact at all, like because I hate it. But I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say it is. You're, you're right. It's true. It's a fact. No, no. Simpler Art Witch, who is in chat, uh, no. says that this story, like the other one they sent in, is 100 percent true. After hearing all of that, I gave her some sandalwood and lavender incense sticks, some sigils, and taught her how to cleanse the house with them. When she gave the extras back, she said that the house immediately felt lighter and no one in her family has felt unsafe or unwanted in the house since. That's good. Because Nicolas Cage was haunting your mirror. <laughs> Ugh, that's so scary. And like I said, I just saw a picture just like that that someone had taken in a Seattle restaurant on this tour I went on. Ugh, gosh. Just... No, thank you. But like... Yeah, why is he so, like, manic? Like, why? They're just like, eh. He's like, hey, kids. Like, ugh. Like, it's, like, weird. So weird. So weird. I would No, thank you. I would have cried. I don't know. <laughs> this, may, this made me tear up a little bit. Like, when I was like, because you're reading it, and I was like, oh, in the, that must be what it is. And then I got really close to the computer and looked, and then I saw it, and I was like, eh. I don't know. Ugh. Uh, well, thank you so much, Sunflower Witch. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, you cleansed their their house or helped. Yeah. Yikes. No, thank you. Just Ugh. some dark matter seeping in. Ugh. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is angry. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that was fun. I hope that everyone... I know it wasn't very, like, spooky season, but, like, we... It's spooky season every day here on Spooky Scouts. Oh, yeah. We always... It's always spooky here. Yeah, it's always spooky. And if you want to send your stories, send them to SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com. And uh, we will talk about them on the show. That'd be great. It'll be great. And um, we will see you soon. If you're not in the Discord, if you go to SpookyScouts.com, there is a Discord link there. So Yeah, and then we'll watch Waterworld. (laughs) We're going to watch Waterworld. Hang on, I'll drop it in the chat. Yes. We will see you next episode. Take care of yourselves. Make sure to keep your eyes on the sky and I guess on the mirrors. And take pictures, remember, and send them to us. Yes. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you soon. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Goodbye. And if you're listening to the podcast and this is later, I don't know, have Halloween again. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Just have it again. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I.
And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash Spooky Scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, Scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know. <laughs>